Welcome to AmiCast, podcast about Amiga computers. I'm your host, Krzysztof Radzikowski, but call me Christoph or Radzik. Hi, uh, and uh, today is next great episode of AmiCast, uh, number 22. And uh, it's really important because we have the completely fresh guy in Amiga world. Uh, he's called Eric, and uh, hi, Eric. Hello, how are you doing? Oh, yeah, we are, I think, fine. I'm fine, you're fine, and uh, everybody will be fine now because you are uh, really new in Amiga world, so maybe... Before we jump to Amiga, uh, let's tell us something about your computer's experience in general. Uh, Have you used something, I don't know, Atari? Because Amiga, it's now your first one. (laughs) Correct. Um, Yeah, so I can really go back to when I first saw a computer, which was in the late 1970s when my elementary school purchased an Apple II. And that was the time period when, you know, uh, Apple II was brand new. There was almost no software for it yet. Um, you know, and I, I was obviously kind of uh, spellbound and excited to see this new, you know, machine that would uh, play, you know, text and images on a on a TV, which I thought was amazing. Um, so I kind of learned how to do just a few things with the uh, the Apple II at school. I fell in love with computers. And the first time I was able to uh, actually own a computer was was a few years later when the Commodore 64 came out. So that might tell you why I'm somewhat interested in Amiga these days. Uh, I was a major Commodore uh, fan all through the 80s and through the early 90s. I never did get into the Amiga, however. Uh, When the Amiga came out, I thought it was, one, it was expensive. So Mm -hmm. I... I kind of stayed away from the Amiga, and frankly, when the Amiga first came out, and I think it was 1985, if I'm not mistaken, um, when that came yeah. out, and, and the year before with the Macintosh, um, I, I honestly looked at the graphic user interface, the whole mouse and, and pointer idea, and I, I actually referred to it as computers for idiots, because I figured if you couldn't use the command line and type what you wanted to do, um, you weren't a real computer user. So I stayed away from the Macintosh and the Amiga early on, and you know, obviously that changed as, as time went by. But um, once I finally started to get, uh, I actually did, did look at buying an Amiga in, uh, I was like the late 80s or early 90s, um, when the Amiga 3000 came out, and, and I don't know what year that was. But I was looking at them, and I thought that was, you know, the technology was changing. Obviously, the graphic user interface had taken off and had been refined. And I was kind of amazed at what that machine looked like. Mm -hmm. But I never bought one. Um, It was, once again, it was a price thing. I was still, at that time, using my Commodore 64. It was obviously at the end of its life. Um, But it uh, was still allowing me to type papers for for, uh, college and and so forth. So I just kind of stuck with it. But uh, I was saving up for an Amiga at the time, and then I could kind of see the writing on the wall that they were probably not going to survive long, and I was pretty sad about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I so I, I kind of gave up the idea of owning one, and sure enough, Commodore went out of business, and uh, you know, there's. <laughs> 
lots of information about what happened after that, and it's still a convoluted mess. But yeah. I just kind of. I just kind of kept my eye on it. I, I did what everybody else did. I, I switched to the PC and, and Windows. And, um, you know, I work in the computer industry uh, and have since the, the mid-1990s. And one of the things that I had a problem with is once I started to work in the computer industry, you know, computers are always a, a passion of mine. Um, you know, I, I like tinkering with computers. I like working on computers. It was always my hobby from... You know, like I mentioned, from when I was in uh, my early years of school, when I first saw that Apple II. So I really liked to play with computers. And once I started to work on Windows machines, and I was always fixing them and trying to make them work, and try, trying to do all this, this stuff that advanced uh, software does, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with servers and networking, and you know, this is the 90s, it wasn't all that uh, easy to do back then. I got tired of computers. And it was kind of sad because, you know, my hobby was now no longer fun because mm -hmm. I was, you know, fighting with Windows all day long. The last thing I wanted to do when I got home was turn on a computer. Yep. So I actually switched. I, um, I dumped my uh, Windows machines at home uh, in the, like the late 90s or early 2000s and went to Apple. <laughs> so I went back to where I started and started buying the Macintosh machines. I, I bought an iMac and then uh, kind of progressed from there through the their laptop line and everything else. And I, I still use them to this day. I, I have uh, uh, one of the, the MacBook Pros that came out uh, last year. Still yeah. like them. It's, okay. uh, Without the um, touch bar, yeah? I, I have the one with the touch bar. Ah, so very nice. <laughs> it's nice, by the way? Uh, It, it's a nice machine. I mean, Apple makes really, really fine hardware. Um, and obviously, we could talk a long time on that. Uh, I, I think they're they're trying to do or are trying to be something that they're not right now. We could you know, talk about some of their mistakes, but their hardware, I mean, nobody makes hardware like Apple does. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's built like a tank. Um, you know, it's all, uh, you know, solid build quality. I, I do like their operating system, but... Um, I don't know. I, I think they're kind of losing their uh, their touch. They're, they're trying to be too mainstream. They're trying to um, uh, almost be like a piece of art anymore. Uh, the touch yeah. bar is a gimmick. It's fun. It works real well. But I hardly ever use it. Um, so I'm not sure how valuable that is or how long that's going to stick around. But it, it's interesting. Um, but that's kind of where the Amiga came in. I have been watching... You know, the message boards, that was what you'd call a lurker on uh, most of the, like the Amiga.org and, and so forth for years, just kind of watching every once in a while to see what was going on with uh, both Next Generation and, you know, the classic Amiga line, just yep. to, to kind of see what the community was doing. And I touched uh, on it briefly a few years ago. I had an old um, Mac Mini. And I uh, put uh, Morph OS or Morphos or however you say it Morph OS, on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of my first exposure to one you know, next generation Amiga-like operating system. I, I really didn't care for it too much. Uh, nothing necessarily wrong with it, but um, part of it was the piece of hardware I was using that was actually uh, having some problems. So it wasn't very stable. And I've heard that's actually not the case with that operating system, but that was just my experience with it. 
And I also like the idea that, that there was still something going on with the, the real official Amiga line uh, for what it was. Um, you know, I know there was people making you know add-on hardware for the, the classics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's been quite a lot of uh, activity on that in the last you know couple of years with accelerators and you know video converters and so forth. So you can hook it up to new monitors. I mean, it's it's kind of cool to see that stuff going on. But I just never bought any of it. Um, I, I have bought some of those kind of things for my my Commodore 64s. I still have those sitting here. I have a Commodore 64 and a Commodore 128 sitting on my desk as we speak. Uh, Very so, nice. <laughs> so you can see I, I do like my classic machines. Um, but yeah, so I, I kind of kept an eye on it. And when they, at one point in time, I was uh, thinking real heavily about buying a one of the X1000s. And uh, obviously, they're they're not cheap pieces of hardware. By the time I actually got to the the point where I figured I was just gonna, you know, take the plunge and buy one, I could no longer find one. They were out of production, and you couldn't get them anymore. Yeah. And I, I really didn't want to buy a used one, so I, I just kind of stayed away and just kind of watched to see if they were going to make any more. Um, I didn't know anything about the X five thousand at that point in time. I tried to find one of the uh, the Amiga one. I don't know if they were X five hundreds or A five, whatever they called them. Those the, the um, lower end ones by. Oh, I guess this is the Sam or S A M. Yeah. Yep. So I was looking for those. I couldn't find any of those for sale either. So I kind of just kind of uh, gave up on on that um, until the X five thousand started. To, they started to talk about it, and obviously you you have one. Yep. So you know that they talked about it for. Um, a couple of years before it ever finally came out for sale. Um, so I kept watching it and, and hoping that it would come out and I would uh, watch uh, the presentations from, I guess it's uh, what, Trevor Dickinson from Aeon, uh, you know, where he'd go around to some of the uh, shows like Amiga West uh, you know, here in the United States and yep. some of the other ones in Europe. And he would talk about what was coming and how it was you know, they were trying to get the software ready, and so I kept watching that uh, to see what was going to happen. And once I found out that it was announced, he announced it, I guess, last year at Amiga West that uh, the boards were ready and that the uh, first kind of preview release of Amiga OS uh, 4.1 was was ready to go, and that uh, lo and behold, at the same time, a brand new Amiga store was was opening up. In the United States, um, and I think you actually lake, talked yeah. to I, Big on the Lake. I think you talked okay. to uh, Aaron uh, yep. from there. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've I heard your podcast uh, talking to him, and so and actually I'd already bought your book. Um, <laughs> Great <laughs> on, on a big OS emulation, and I've been playing with that. So I did buy a copy of you know a big OS four point one classic edition. And got that working, you know, thanks to your book. A lot of the online uh, tutorials and stuff at the time, uh, I could get it working, but not very well. Um, your, your book got it to the point where it actually run. Um, but it's, as you know, you wrote a book on it. It's still pretty slow. Yep. Yeah. This is, this is still not. Uh, and I think yeah, now for Mac, we have even flower pot yeah. Yep. But uh, I don't know if maybe the typical FSC UAA emulator is maybe faster. Yeah, but basically yeah, it, it's not not 
native speed or something. Yeah, you can no, forget it. No, yeah, it was it was a way for me to try it out and and kind of see what the OS looked like, knowing that what I was kind of seeing was uh, obviously it's emulated. It's trying to emulate a, a whole different processor. Um, you know, the core of that program. Um, you know, the whole UAE stuff. It was an open source fan based project. And honestly, I think they've done a phenomenal job, but it's still, you know, you're trying to, to translate code from, from a modern or modern ish uh, power PC processor to uh, Intel. And that, that slows things down. So um, that's kind of when I decided to, to do it, to, to buy, uh, X5000 and put my order in with, with Aaron from Amiga on the lake and and just try it out. <laughs> so, so that takes Ooh. me to where I am now. <laughs> I mean, one right here. <laughs> this is a great story. Uh, so basically, um, somehow we can say it, uh, you decided to take um, the most powerful Amiga NG because there was no cheaper alternative or you decided be, be, to have X5000 because uh, it's the best option? Yeah, so I think it's a little bit of both. Um, one, it was the first one that came out that was available. And, um, you know, I, I did, like you kind of mentioned early on, look at uh, several times at going the classic route um, and buying an old machine. But It was just that, you know, you're buying an old machine, uh, you never know what you're going to get. Um, you know, you have to deal with leaking batteries and um, capacitors that are going bad. And, and I, you know, there's there's things to do to fix that. But I already do that with my, my classic Commodores already, so I didn't necessarily need another hobby where I was fixing old machines. <laughs> so, you know, the next generation was kind of neat, thinking I could get a brand new, you know, made today, uh, machine running a you know a derivative a, a enhancement of the old Commodore Amiga operating system mm -hmm. obviously the, the X5000 was the first one that was released that I could actually order uh, I know the 122 1222 whatever it is is coming out sometime it's getting closer and it's supposed to be a lot cheaper but the other part of that was is um You know, like I mentioned, I was—I I do like to try to find machines that I could use as my hobby, since I still work on Windows machines and don't want to play with them at home. So I figured if I was going to take the plunge, I mean, the X5000 came out. Uh, I wanted to support, uh, you know, the people like Aeon that are that are actually investing in time and and money to make these uh, brand new pieces of hardware. Um, I felt it was a way to one support the. Uh, the efforts of of Trevor from Aeon and, and his partners, uh, as well as the software uh, people that were keeping you know, this whole thing alive. So I said, why not? Might as well go all the way, get the the best machine I can, hoping that it'll last me quite a while, and um, it'll give me something I could play on for a while. Um, you know, I'm hoping to one, learn about this operating system because I've really never used it, um, either in the, the old classic version or in the next generation version. Mm -hmm. I've, I've played around with uh, some of the older emulators and stuff in the past, but really it's just a matter of 
you know, loading up a disk image and, and playing a game or two, but you know, I never really learned how the actual OS worked. And that's been, that's one of my, my goals with this machine is to actually learn how the operating system works, um, kind of get to know some of the people who are uh, writing new software for it, um, you know, support them. And I haven't programmed in a while, so I might even learn how to program on this thing and just have some, have some fun with it. Okay, sounds good. So what I understand, I think what you say, this is, I think, quite important for, let's say, our hobby, because you said that um, the classic hardware is, and I think from my experience, looks like, uh, like, like this. My classic Amiga is more to make it work, something like this, uh, right. so from hardware side. And then software to to be nice, but basically I think in, in NG world it's more to uh, yeah let's say fa fas to be fascinating in operating system or programs. So at the end of all, when I bought X5000, I was um, for now I almost don't know what, what hardware I have there. I, I I know I have Radeon and and so on and uh, uh, SSD disk, but I don't care like in Mac. I don't care about hardware, must be fast. And this is enough, so I can focus on programs, I think. So maybe this is the one um, yeah, basic for, 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 for people that are asking if the NG is worth to try. Probably yes, because you are focused on software, as I, as I think and understand. Yeah, you're, you're correct, um, especially for... You know, obviously, the, the way that we can grow the community is to get more people onto the platform. I mean, this, you know, once Commodore went out of business, it's never going to be a mainstream platform again. But there's a lot of people out there, um, you know, both like me that, that have been computer hobbyists for a long time. There's certainly a lot of, uh, you know, younger kids that uh, are fascinated by both the hardware in a machine as well as software. Um Yeah, you know, the the Amiga Next Generation is fun because it's um, you know certainly community uh, focused, community based. Um, you know, the companies that are still supporting them are small. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the uh, company that writes the OS, from from what I can tell, is pretty tiny. They they only have a a few developers, which is why it's so slow to get things out. And yeah, you know, I know pe people get a little impatient with them, but you know, there's. You know, if they have two or three people that are, are doing it in their free time, um, you know, that's what we get. And, and you, you run into some some issues. I mean, I've certainly had, had problems with the operating system. Uh, I think we all have. It'll lock up once in a while. And, uh, you know, certain programs uh, that you try, that especially the older ones, may work. They might not work. Um, I, I know a lot of people talk about the, the web browser is not... Um, where it should be it's, you know it's not bad but it uh, it's not you know totally state-of-the-art it's missing some functionality that uh, you know those of us that are used to firing up a, a web browser on a, a tablet or a modern computer you know just expect it to work and, and work with every website yeah it's 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 not there yet um, you know I'm hoping we can get there with uh, a couple of these things I don't ever expect this to compete with Apple or Microsoft But you know, if you can get a, a modern web browser that um, you know, can 
get us to 95% or more of, of the websites and online services that we're all accustomed to using, um, that'll get us to where you could, can use it for your daily machine. Um, you know, the next thing I, I think that, at least for me, is a viable office suite. Um, the legal you know, office, yeah. Yeah, I know that's uh, in beta right now. I'd love to try it. <laughs> I've uh, I've asked a few people on some of the Facebook pages and stuff. I know it's, uh, you know, there are people testing it right now. So hopefully that comes about. I haven't seen it yet myself, but um, that will really help, I think, the uh, next generation Amiga, you know, be useful for, for people like myself. And uh, you, who's, you know, I know you said you like to use it for your as much of your daily computing as you can. That's that's the two important pieces for you know your day to day operations. You know beyond that, it, it's fun to tinker with uh, the new uh, new games that people are, are releasing, and a lot of them remind me a lot of, of my days with with the Commodore 64. I mean, obviously they're they're better, they're better graphics and so forth, but they're they're smaller, you know, fan based um, you know games or, or ports of games, so they're not you know these big complex. Yeah, you know, I don't have time for that anymore. <laughs> To, to play some of these, uh, you know, big, you know, multi-hour epics. It's fun to fire up a, a racing game. I've got Amiga Racer on on this uh, machine, and you know, just something silly to pass. You know, 15 minutes, you can kind of play with it and, and enjoy it. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I, it's, it's fun that way. I can tell you, I don't have time to play at all. But uh, two weeks ago, I bought the new Zelda, and uh, I found playing to play this and this consuming a lot of hours <laughs> it's a great <laughs> game but uh, better is not to to start so complex game you, you have something right to uh, something like what you have on ipad or, or iphone that is fast games uh, but basically uh, maybe i will uh, I, i will say something about this um, my approach because uh, i decided when i will buy the uh, the new ng the most powerful amiga i must try to do it uh, as home everyday computer uh, so basically it uh, from my experience after let's say it's fourth month about uh, you can do it and i'm surprised for example that YouTube in Odyssey is quite... Uh, I, I'm really depending my life on Odyssey. So, like I said, the um, office um, options for me is great is Google uh, Docs or, or, or this Google package. Uh, and uh, and this in, you can work with collaboration. This is cool. So you can try if you like. Uh, and uh, this is uh, working uh, more or less. <laughs> But uh, YouTube is working, and uh, other sites like uh, TuneIn for radio, radio uh, is, is working uh, as well. Nice, but for example, Dropbox has now problems. I don't know from this week or something. They change something, and um, it's it's the problem of of, of our world. Yeah, but right. ba basically. Yeah. I'm really surprised in positive way of this computer, especially that this operating system for X5000 is pre-release, so it's not f finished and there are some problems, but I, I'm really surprised in good way because I thought before in December or November that it will be something alpha beta, <laughs> dying every one second, but no. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. I, I you know, honestly, it's it's pre-release. It, it tells you that every time you boot it up, you get the little pre-release message. But um, you know, I, I found it to be quite quite stable. Um, you know, unless I'm trying to do something, uh, usually with older software. Um, you know, it, it seems to just stay running all day long, and it works for me. Uh, I do use the Odyssey browser as well. Um, it works with most of the things that I've I've hit it. You know, I've hit, I found a few things that don't. Uh, actually, it's interesting uh, hearing that you use the Google uh, Google Docs and all that. I, I haven't tried that yet. That's one of the things on my list that I wanted wanted to try. So if it's working for you, I'm going to give it a shot. See how it. Uh, but how you it must um, set up Odyssey, I think, as uh, Firefox uh, 25 version. You will you will find this. It will be okay. working better. Try it. But it's working. I I was editing um, some text documents uh, between me and other guys. So with this collaboration, live updates of of, of comments or something like that. It's working. I, I, I'm surprised, really. Uh, and with X5000, because I had before a slower machine with uh, G4, 1 gigahertz, so uh, Pegasus, it, the X5000 is enough powerful for now, maybe, that you can use every day, because the, my old machine, it was too slow to use it yeah, in everyday use. Basically, too yeah. slow. <laughs> yeah, the X5000 is a very, very fast machine. I haven't had any uh, performance issues at all. I also put a, uh, I don't know, if, well, actually, mine's on a solid state hard drive, but it's one of the hybrid. So it's got a solid state, uh, you know, some solid state and some real hard, dri- uh, mm-hmm. hard drive me- mechanisms in it. Uh, you know, that, and I put a high end graphics card in it, probably a lot more than I need on, on this thing. But, um, You know, I haven't had any performance issues. It's a very fast computer. Uh, you know, the operating system is, um, you know, not as power hungry, uh, from what I can tell, as you know the latest versions of Mac operating system or or Windows. So you have quite a lot to work with. And I know the operating system can still be enhanced. Um, you know, this X five thousand's got. I believe a dual core processor in it. Yeah. And I know I know the OS doesn't support that yet. So half this machine is sitting there not doing anything. Um, and if it works this fast with that, you know, if they ever get the uh, multi-core support working, which I know is on their list, um, you know, this would be a, a very, very quick um, computer to do all sorts of things with. Yeah, let's have a hope. <laughs> Right, <laughs> <laughs> they will do it. Uh, but uh, okay, uh, we said a lot of good words about this computer. Mm, but you bought it, and there, I don't know, in US from from your shop, uh, because in Europe or from my shop in Germany, there there is nothing like quick start or manual or how to how to start. So, and when you are, I'm the Amiga user, I don't know, if we experience, yeah? And you are, you were, you are uh, fresh. So how, how you started, you, you, you power, uh, power button on or something and then uh, magic or, because it's hard <laughs> to, to start, I think, from scratch without experience. That's a that's a very good question. So, um, you know, one, I've I've been tinkering with computers for a long time. So, um, 
it wasn't that hard for me to figure it out. There's a lot of lot of things about the Amiga operating system and even how this hardware works that I didn't know, um, and I still don't know. There's, um, <laughs> but honestly, I've I really relied on uh, the Amiga community, which I was one of the reasons I got into this. I mean, not only for my own purpose to to uh, kind of play with this, but I, I kind of realized or felt that the you know the Amiga online community reminded me a lot of you know the Commodore and, and early computer clubs or like I used to run a bulletin board service uh, over here on my Commodore 64 back in the 80s and 90s you know and people would talk about their computers and, and how they worked and help each other and once something becomes mainstream like Windows and, and the Mac you know that kind of goes away. Um, but with Amiga, you know, I'd sign up on like Amiga.org or, or Amiga World or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, I'd ask questions. So when, when I ordered my machine, I went out to Amiga.org. I was one of the ones I, I spent the most time on just because people were responding to me so fast. And I said, you know, hey, I just just ordered my Amiga X5000. And people were like, wow, great. Uh, let us know if you need any help. And there's a lot of people here um, that I, I spoke to on, um, you know, those message boards mm-hmm. that uh, that gave me some pointers on where to start, uh, what what to do when I first got the machine, uh, some software to try, like the Odyssey browser doesn't come installed on the machine, so they said, you know, download this. The two that uh, come with the operating system are old, and they're they're good to to download something better, but that's about it. So that's really what I did. I started off with what they told me to do, got up and running to where it would work, and I could actually use it. And then that's when I started to play. And as soon as I would, I would play and you know run into a, a stumbling block, I would go on there and ask. And um, you know I know that's how I uh, met you online was on uh, that same website. Yeah. And uh, uh, there was a couple of other people that uh, had ordered machines from Amiga on the Lake at the same time I did. Meeting up with people like yourself and others um, on Amiga.org, and then I would start to talk to them on those message boards. And even you know, I, I started to uh, friend some of them on Facebook. And um, you know, we, would, we would just talk about waiting for our, our um, X5000s to arrive or people that had X1000s were giving me advice on where to start. Um, so really it was the community that, that kind of got me started, got me to the point where I could uh, feel a little bit more comfortable playing with the system without um, you know, being totally lost. Uh, so that, that was kind of fun, learning from them, learning from their experiences, and uh, just kind of finding out what they use their machines for. You know, I, I bought this machine going, well, I know it. I know I can play some of the old classic uh, games on it. There's some new games on it. Mm-hmm. There's some there's some new audio players and web browsers and stuff. But uh, you know, what do people actually use them for? How did you get started? And, and that's just uh, where I uh, started and um, really relied on them because, like you mentioned, there there is no documentation. The the machine came with a little pamphlet from Amiga on the Lake that they put together themselves. That really was a diagram of the motherboard that uh, they got from Aeon, right? So it showed yeah. me where all the parts were. Oh, well, that doesn't that doesn't help me. I don't plan on taking the uh, motherboard apart. So, um, you know, really the community is what um, 
allowed me to get started. Mm-hmm. But it will be, I think, nice when uh, at least you have some one page it's with basic basics and maybe main addresses for, for example, or two how tos, um, because this is really confusing for 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 new guy. And you have experience with computers, but if somebody is completely from different world. It could be uh, Amiga, I think, but maybe yes, exactly. For you, how um, the Amiga is? Uh, what is nice or how different is from your experience with others' operating system and so on? Because this is, uh, I'm the old guy in Amiga, and most of uh, of us, so we know, and we get used to this stuff from. Amigos, but for the new guy that trying everything um, from the scratch, how how it feels or something? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Obviously, anymore if you're using um, Windows or or Mac OS, you know, navigating around the the desktop um, of a of the Amiga, which I know they call it Workbench or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, doing that is is fairly fairly straightforward. There's nothing that uh, Uh, unusual about how the the navigation of the operating system works. You know, you can easily find where your programs are. Um, so that hasn't been too hard. Uh, some of the things that, that kind of threw me off because I'm not a classic Amiga user is, you know, I didn't truly understand what the whole RAM disk thing was and the fact that you put stuff in there and you turn the machine off and yes, it's a RAM disk. It goes away. <laughs> so, um, You know, learning that that actually has some some cool uses. I've found that I like putting all my downloads in there if I'm just trying something out, and I can uncompress them and have all that junk in there. And once I turn the machine off, it clears itself out. I don't have mm-hmm. to throw it all out or delete it. So there's it's kind of neat. Um, I did rely somewhat on YouTube on how to how to figure out some of the aspects of it, and there's a lot of stuff uh, that I haven't even started to learn yet. So you know, I still want to learn how the shell works and some of the shell commands. Um, you have all the the different um, tools to kind of manage your files. Um, and I'm totally spacing off some of their names, like the Magic User Interface or whatever they're called. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I haven't even, I haven't even played with any of those yet. So a lot of that is is still new, and I still need to learn how to use it. Um, you know, I know, uh, you know, you, you're working on your next or about to finish your next uh, book on Amiga OS Four. Uh, I definitely be getting a copy of that so that I can uh, see what Good. you say about it. <laughs> yeah, but because the, I wrote it from this um, point of view uh, for. As maybe new new user because uh, uh, as I said before I decided that I will use this computer most of my day of course at at home because uh, in work I have the PC right <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, when I come to 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 my home uh, I can start Amiga and try to uh, watch YouTube um, make a blog or, or or something like this on on Amiga. And uh, that's why I was discovering every stuff like video editing, the um, audio editing, or, or etc. Et so it's more more or less I try to 
um, compress in these books basics how to use every day for every basically task from uh, for example office that's why the Google uh, but as well is working Microsoft or Apple uh, I work yeah this is it's working as well slow but but working so I was taking one part of this from internet till uh, utilities and, and so on so I think for the completely fr- fresh guy it can be nice um, tutorials or something like this or the idea is how you can which software for what you need uh, right yeah yeah I, I agree and I, I uh, I'm glad there's there's uh, people out there like like yourself that uh, you know are documenting how this stuff works I mean you can find stuff online people do blog about it and I, I've definitely relied on that like I said the community has been been very helpful um, I've met some really great people that have, have become my friends now because of you know, jumping into the whole Amiga Next Generation thing, but the because most of the users, like you mentioned, are they're old timers. They've been using the Amiga <laughs> since it uh, it was you know a mainstream machine. Yeah. You know, going next generation is not a big uh, big leap for them. They're, they know how the how the stuff works, so they don't need a a manual. They they had the manual that came with their Commodore based Amiga back in the 90s or 80s or whatever machine they have there is no manual for the for the new operating system there's no manual for the the new machines you're expected to know so um the fact that uh you know you're putting it together in one place i mean that's how i was able to truly actually start using the emulators i mean i i could get them to install but i really couldn't use them but your book got me to the point where uh it it made sense and i i knew what to what to do on how to format the hard drive images and so forth. And you know, that stuff doesn't exist on the X5000. I had to rely on asking people because one of the first things I did with my X5000 is I wanted to install the operating system from scratch. Yep. Well, there was nothing that came with it that told me how to do that. So I, I asked people online, okay, if I stick in this you know, uh, CD and start installing, uh, when it asks me about the, the file system, for this machine and it asks me about partition sizes i mean you know what do i do and, and yeah, people exactly. people people told me said oh yeah make sure you pick this one for the for the x5000 the next generation file system and you know make sure you uh set up at least a couple partitions and you know they, they told me how to to get to the point where it was would uh would run and then you know you needed some some drivers to get uh the 3d graphics working and i didn't know where to get those and so i you know people yeah, told me and helped, helped exactly me out. Yeah. and there are still some bugs or some misunderstandings in for example in, in warp uh, drivers so you have the old the new so uh, i read the forum that uh, um, some guys were thinking that uh, the warp 3d uh, nova is compatible with the old warp uh, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not uh, but basically for new guy it, it is really uh, I have this but it's not working why so this is the the problems but uh, I would like ask you uh, about um, because the like you said we old timers we always uh, say in the Amiga OS is easy system transparent easy to set up to customize And from uh, your point of view, it's really 
easy system to, I don't know, make some changes like users startup, maybe probably you, you know what is it or startup sequence. So from, yeah, completely fresh guy, fresh guy, uh, the, yeah, Amigos is easy or not? Or can be easy? I think it actually is easy when it isn't, um, You know, if you're used to changing the settings on a Windows machine or a Mac, that's not it's it's not in the same place. You know, you don't change things the same way. Once you learn where they are, then it then it is easy. But um, and that that required me to ask some questions. There was um, a bunch of programs that were starting up automatically when I first uh, loaded my computer up, and I had the the enhancer pack, and it loaded a bunch of widgets or whatever, mm -hmm. like the little clock and calendars and stuff. Well, I didn't want all that on my machine. I had no clue how to turn all that off. So I had to ask people, you know, how, where do I go to set this stuff? There's no, you know, startup programs uh, control panel like there are in Windows. Well, there is one. It's I just didn't know where it was. So somebody told me how to go do that. You know, I've certainly been playing with it uh, since then. I've got my little docs set up and I have uh, an animated background um, Uh, going uh, that, that came as part of the enhancer pack, which I think is kind yeah. of fun. So yeah, you can you can definitely uh, customize it really well. It's actually very easy to to do so, but you need to learn how to do it. Um, you, you know, even for an experienced computer user like me, you just have, you have to know where that stuff is. Once you know, it's it's not difficult. Okay, but it's uh, just knowing where it is. Mm -hmm. So because. Uh... I'm maybe not so advanced user of Windows, but I use Windows a lot of years. And for me, for example, I know the register and so on. But this is, in my opinion, for example, complicated. Yeah, to to put changes under in Amigos, when you know where this file is, something like that, you can easy to adopt it. You know, more or less. For example, in startup sequence. You know more or less what which command makes what. In Windows, it's not so yeah easy. For example, right. and I think a lot of that is just what you're familiar with, and and um, you know the the Mac operating system is is entirely Unix based. So mm -hmm. unless you're a Unix guy, um, you know getting under the hood on a Mac computer is actually very difficult. I mean the. The basic stuff people do is easy, but uh, if you want to get really under the hood on a, a Mac, you need to know Unix, and not everybody does. Um, Windows, you know, I've been using it uh, professionally for a long time, so I know where those files are. I know how to edit the registry and and all that that stuff that's that's not easy to learn. But once you know where it is, it's not hard for me to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, on the Amiga, it was it's obviously different. It's in a different place, but once I know where it is, um, I, I agree with you. It's actually very straightforward and very simple but it's not in the same uh you know obviously it had a different design evolution than you know the the macintosh or the or, or windows machines so it's um its design is different and you just have to know where that stuff is and i i still have a long way to go uh to learn i, I don't know like i said i don't know a thing about the shell commands mm -hmm. um You know, I've clicked on it and I've seen people do a couple of them. I, I can pull up a directory on the shell. I think that's about it. Um, so there's there's a lot of things I still want to learn on uh, on how to use this this machine more effectively and have a lot more fun with it. Okay, I have the one good question maybe because uh, in Amiga we 
yeah now and before we used a lot of for example directory opus uh, 5 i don't know if you're familiar with this software uh, because it's it's more adv- advanced file manager yeah uh, but uh, a lot of people old timers uh, um, are saying that the uh, amiga windows system so workbench with this separate window politic it's not so easy to use or it's it's, it's you must close windows uh, every separate there is no like windows explorer this stuff the, the go back arrow or something and uh, from your point of view because this is interesting this is as well completely different approach that uh, has mac or or windows yeah yeah, very much so. And, and honestly, I, I do have uh, Directory Opus installed on this, and, and that's um, that's one of the areas I don't understand real well. Um, it's you know, it's uh, definitely a looks like a powerful file manager, but it's not something that I I have learned how to use. So that's something I want to play with and and, and learn. Um, moving files around through the windows. Uh, that's what I've been doing so far. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, cer- it's certainly not the most elegant solution because, yeah, you have a lot of windows open. You have to move them kind of by hand, and I'm doing the you know, right-click and copy and paste and so forth. And um, I know that's why uh, those programs exist. So that's, that's something I need to learn how to use. Um, you know, I, I know that there are a lot of tools like that that, that make the experience better, but I, I need to learn how to use them. Okay, so um, what are you using on your uh, Amiga? Which software can you you, you say already? Oh, directory, and it's cool, uh, cool program, but there's a lot of uh, to learn because to use it effectively. But it is really powerful. Odyssey, you say it as well. Uh, so there, uh, there are other um, interesting software on your computer. So I've been. Yeah, I definitely been asking uh, people's advice on what uh, what to install on the machine, um, just so I have stuff to to play with. Um, you know, for just taking notes, which I do when I'm I'm here at home uh, for work. I do fire up just some of the the ones that come with the machine, like the Notepad. Um, I have installed uh, Cinnamon Writer uh, to do some basic word processing. Um, still uh, looking forward, like I mentioned, to getting <laughs> LibreOffice at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I do use the Odyssey browser, like we talked about. Um, you know, I belong to a couple of uh, IRC channels that I, I hang out in uh, quite a bit uh, during the day. So I have Wookie Chat loaded up, and that seems to work quite well. Um, so I use use that a lot. Um, you know, music programs like uh, Amiga Amp and and so forth. I have installed. Um, oh, what else do I have on here? I've I've loaded up some of the developer tools like um, you know the SDK and uh, CodeBench, but I honestly haven't uh, had time to dive into that yet. And like I mentioned, I'm an old school Commodore guy, so I do have um, the Vice emulator loaded up so I can run Commodore 64 software on my Amiga. It just seemed appropriate. Um, what else do I have on here? Uh, I think that's about it besides some games. I have been playing with some of the simple games. I have Amiga Racer, um, some of the ones from, I think, Cherry Darling, uh, which are like Voxel Bird and Voxel Noid and so forth. 
Um, I did finally get uh, Gorky 17 running. Haven't had a chance to really dive into that yet. That had issues with the operating system on this machine. And um, you mentioned the, the 3D drivers. That threw me off for about a month because I thought for sure that the, the new version of uh, Warp 3D Nova was backwards compatible. And like you said, it wasn't. So I had to buy the other one too. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> but, yeah. It's like, it's like why did you have it, give it the same name? But, you know, whatever. Um, uh, so I had both of them running. That, that solved that problem. Uh, that's, that's what I've got on here so far. You know, I, I play a few simple games. I, I, um, use the web browser. I, I chat with people on IRC, listen to online radio and, um, kind of go from there. Um, besides that, I've just been kind of playing with the operating system and trying to learn how, how different parts of it work, which has been, been fun in and of itself. Okay. So basically, do you think, uh, uh, we can use, or if the if somebody is inter, interested in buying the NG Amiga, uh, and would like to use it more every day than classic, because classic you cannot use every day, and yeah? there's basically for, for the first is too slow. Uh, so basically, do you think we can use the X5000 every day or X1000 something like powerful uh, NG? Almost every day, or we need some software to do or some updates to you to use it. Yeah, uh, at the evening after work. <laughs> well, I, I think. I mean, yes, I, I certainly use mine every day. If this was uh, to be my primary machine, um, you know, I think from from what I've talked with with the community, I think we all have about the same uh, wants. It would be nice to have a better browser. Um, You know, Odyssey uh, works quite well. Uh, you know, I, I certainly admire anybody uh, who develops one of these. I know there's been several different attempts, but if we had a, you know, a truly up-to-date um, web browser that supported more of the uh, latest technologies with with security, um, with with different um, websites, that that's probably number one. Uh, number two would be to get a, a decent office suite. Um, mm -hmm. and I know Lib LibreOffice is in the works. You get that, um, you know, just like a Linux machine, you're you're pretty much 90% of the way there with today's modern computing. That that gets you to where you need to go. I would like to see um, better printer support, but that's just because of the kind of work I do. I have to print quite a bit. Uh, unfortunately, I know some people don't anymore. Yeah, so there's a tip maybe from my... Use Google Print Cloud, let's call it. I'm using this. So I register oh, okay. my, my printer. This is Wi-Fi print, printer, like every, yep. uh, every now, I think. And uh, you register uh, on the Google. Um, and then you can send uh, through this um, web page. Uh, you can send, or I put the links. You can send PDF. PDF you can make on your Amiga and and it's done and you can print it perfect i will be giving that a shot because <laughs> that's that's one thing i couldn't figure out how to do is to print on this and it's on my list of things to try so i'll give that a try for sure because that um that's one of the missing pieces but yeah really you know a browser a you know better browser a um uh, a better office suite uh You could then use this as, as your primary computer if you wanted to for the most for most things. You know, I, I play simple games anymore because 
you know, my time is uh, so limited. I, I don't have time for the, you know, the consoles or anything anymore um, as much as I would like to. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so the kind of games that come out on Amiga are perfect. Uh, I can spend 15 minutes and have some fun and, and walk away from it. So yeah, that would uh, that would get me to the point where I could I could use my Amiga for for work even when I'm not uh, traveling uh, on the road where I would need a laptop. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time in office and I spend a lot of time on the on the web. So that would uh, that would finish it up for me. Okay, and uh, sounds good. Uh, but one question, another thing, because we were talking about the um, new stuff here, and you were mentioning the um, tema of, of old software and um, how you, yeah, how it's to to use it when you have no experience, because some old software uh, from classic is working, um, nat- let's say, natively in the system and south through emulation. And um, how you discover it? Or uh, and do you use the, some classic software from oh, Amiga good days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've played with a little bit of that. Um, and really, it's a, a lot of it's trial and error. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of, honestly, just Google searching. Uh, to find uh, programs and even some of the games that people loved back in the day because I didn't experience many of them due to the fact that I didn't uh, didn't own an Amiga at the time. So, you know, I, I try some of the applications uh, to see if it'll run natively. Um, and I've had some success with that, uh, some where it just doesn't seem to do anything. And uh, I can't even tell you, I tried like an old word processor or some kind, I can't remember what it was, and it wouldn't even launch. I, I don't know what that was, but uh, some of the games uh, I've tried uh, that that I've uh, wanted to, to play, even some that come on the machine with the OS, uh, like the old Cinemaware games, and I, mm-hmm. I used to play them on the Commodore 64. Obviously, the Amiga versions were were much, much better, and I never had a chance to experience them. So, you know, I think that the... Uh, The little run-in UAE um, launcher on the next generation Amiga works quite well, at least with the limited um, version I have. Now, maybe you can help me with this one, but uh, what I found is I don't know how to uh, turn off one of those old classic uh, programs or to shut down run UAE if there is a way. So I usually end up in one of those games and, and I play it and then I have to hit the power button to get out. Uh, I don't remember. Let me, there is in the, there, uh, there, uh, there is information in the documentation for this, uh, but, and the documentation, I think you can f- find on your system partition, but it's, I think control shift, uh, control shift Q okay. or something like this combination or, Uh, this is in my book, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not using this too much. Or the, right. <laughs> um, Elt, uh, something like this. So from the left side, for sure, yeah? Left okay. shift and control, this combination, and the letter Q. So this is then Perfect. you can quit, like quit, quit. So it's working, yeah, no problem. Wonderful, I'll be trying that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, you know, I, I do think that uh, trying some of the classic software, at least the, the few things that I've tried, has been one. It's been fun. You know, I, I do like uh, retro uh, computers. That's why I 
obviously picked this up in the first place. It's kind of that uh, that blend of next generation technology and modern technology, um, along with the uh, you know the retro world that that I do like as well. I mean, obviously, I still have Commodore 64s, so. Um, I'll continue to play with more of the the older software just to kind of learn about it and uh, finally get to experience some of those old um, old games that I, I wanted to play that I, I never did because I didn't have a have an Amiga at the time and it's it's easier and kind of more fun to do it on a a so-called real Amiga as opposed to just doing it on you know emulation on a on a Windows PC. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. Um, uh... Because I was as well thinking, uh, if if our um, yeah, companies or the fathers of the Amiga, uh, new Amiga like Trevor, can we use or can they use this um, retro good wave to promote Amiga? And do you think we can get more guys like you to or, or how we can get these guys to be involved in community and uh, the amigos i actually think that is a, a fantastic idea um you know obviously obviously i got into it really i mean uh, the retro computing aspect was a, a big factor in that because it was descendant from uh you know a computer I knew about that came from a company I cared about but retro computing and retro retro gaming is is big right now um, you know Nintendo should be a, a good model for that they released that little uh, you know console that mm -hmm. has all the all the old well like 30 or 60 Nintendo games in it and yeah. you can't buy them they're they're sold out worldwide um, now obviously the Amiga next generation machines are, are expensive you know I think if they They get the Tabor board out, the the A uh, X twelve twenty two, whatever they're going to call it. Yeah. Um, if they can get that out, and, and it's going to be you know a few hundred dollars uh, U.S. I don't know what what it'll be um, in on the European More or less price range. The, the same, the same. Only yeah. the, uh, the currency will be different, but the, the right. numbers will be the same. Yeah, I've I've heard some different numbers on that, and it, that sounds very very affordable. Um, They should definitely target that. They should go after uh, people that are interested in uh, retro computing that don't want to buy an old machine. Um, you know, there's there's problems with buying an old machine, and in the Amiga world, um, one of the reasons that kept me away from it, besides the complexity that I talked about and trying to maintain it and fix it, mm -hmm. is is the price. Um, I don't know anybody in you know here in. Utah, which is where I live here in the United States, that, that has one for sale. Um, I can go on eBay, but the prices on eBay for a, a classic Amiga, you know, you're looking at five, six, seven hundred dollars anyway. Well, if I could buy a brand new machine for the same price, I think there's a market for that, and I think they could get more users onto next generation uh, if they specifically target that uh, that market. And that market does exist; it is there. Okay, this is good. Nice, uh, nice words. I think the, because I was thinking about this, but uh, if you say there, there is market, uh, so maybe this is something like this. Because, uh, for example, uh, maybe this will be a, a good um, example when we take the ta table. It's, it's 
400 euros should be in in Europe more or less. So the vampire, I, I think you, you you heard about this for uh, 500 or something. It's 300 euros, uh, right. and f- for vampire you must buy the Amiga 500 and some other stuff. And from Tabor you must buy uh, housing and some other stuff. So basically, it will be probably the same price, but here you will have really new hardware, and maybe you can use it more every day than the classic because. I have vampires, so you cannot serve the web with this because it's not possible. Right. Um, uh, and I forgot uh, what I would like to say. Okay, but uh, <laughs> uh, maybe one one thing, uh, one more thing. Uh, you mentioned that maybe you will do some programming work, so. If yes, in which language, for example? And why not Hollywood, for example? <laughs> well, I looked at Hollywood, and I might definitely go down that path. Um, honestly, like I mentioned, I haven't programmed in a long time. Um, I do, or, or did, I should say, uh, know how to program in C and C++ a little bit. And I know that you can you can do that on the Amiga. Mm-hmm. So I might I might look to start there. Um, Hollywood looks looks really promising, and I know that that's what a lot of people do use today to build uh, applications and uh, some of the games even. So that is something I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at. Um, obviously, uh, and I think uh, Trevor Dickinson uh, has said it many many times that uh, content is is important. Uh, getting you know applications on the machine, and and I'm certainly not going to be releasing commercial software uh, anytime soon, but. Um, you know, I think it'll be fun to learn how to program on it, and uh, you know, maybe if I figure it out, I can contribute something at some point in the future. So, um, I'm definitely going to look look into it a little bit, and just get me uh, an excuse to get back into uh, programming a little bit. So it'll be fun. Yeah, nice. This is really great because, yeah, I have the plan to learn Hollywood. <laughs> for now, I'm used this um, designer. So for the yeah, lazy guys <laughs> right <laughs> but it's great as well uh, and maybe soon I will release even player for my podcast that I made in designer but still is in, in beta tests uh, but basically you can do some software simple software without uh, coding uh, knowledge so um, amazing so I think it's worth to try the Hollywood the whole package um, right. Okay, good. So uh, I think more or less we know everything. How the new guy is, um, yeah, coming to our community. But uh, um, do you have any plans to visit uh, parties like AmiUS because you are based in uh, US? So AmiUS, of, of course, this big country. <laughs> But uh, Actually, yeah, maybe you want to visit them or in Europe or something. Yes, um, actually, I was hoping to go to Amy West this year because you know, now I have a machine. Uh, I've watched uh, videos from Amy West on YouTube. That's um, one of the ways I was was following uh, the community for the last year or so, just to see what what they were doing and what uh, what the story was with the X five thousand and the Tabor board. Um, 
Unfortunately, uh, they've moved the Emmy West uh, show this year to, uh, I think it's the third weekend in October, mm-hmm. uh, instead of the first weekend in October, which it's been the last couple of years, and my company goes to a major trade show at that same weekend every year, so I will have to miss it this year. But I, I do plan on going to uh, some Amiga uh, conference uh, as soon as I can. Uh, if I can't do Amiga West this year, I'll try to go next year. And um, yes, I love love coming to Europe, so I'm going to keep an eye on on events there and and see if I can't time something in the future for that as well. Those are not as easy to get to for me, but um, you never yeah. know. I'd love to I'd love to get up there sometime and and hang out with uh, the community up there as well. Yeah, this is good. In Europe, basically, it's bigger community and. Uh, In US, uh, yeah, this uh, this was I think extraordinary to have the Amiga, and now it's really extreme <laughs> right. to use this machine. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Okay. Do you have any questions, maybe, or uh, uh, to me, or I can say something more about the yeah Amiga if you have some questions or. I don't think so right now. Um, you know, I'm going to continue to to ask questions on the on the forums and, and so forth, just to 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 learn more about this. Um, I'm looking forward to your book coming out, uh, just to see what else I can play with on the on the operating system itself. But uh, no, I've, you've, you've already answered a couple of my questions already, so that's uh, that's fantastic. I, I appreciate it. No, no problem. I, I, you can always email me or something, uh, so I can. But now maybe you, not everybody. <laughs> right. Now that's one thing. I mean, I kind of kind of mentioned it before, but the community has been been wonderful. I know that those are the people that listen to your podcast as well. Yeah, I've been listening to you for a while. Um, but it was one of the things that got me into it. I mean, just besides the the hardware, but the the group is very fun. Uh, they're passionate about them. Um, you know, it's it's interesting to hear some of the little, uh, you know, some of the talks of people, you know, fighting about what platform is better, classic, next generation. No, this is this is more for us, but bad. I, this is bad for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'd stay out of that. It's like whatever. I mean, everybody's going to have their thing, but uh, for the most part, everybody's been been really really great and really helpful and a lot of fun to talk to. So, um, you know. I'd say everybody keep that up, and and hopefully I'll be one of the people that'll be helping people soon. <laughs> of course, this is the matter of time. It's really right. no problem. But maybe because you said that you tried Morpheus, and have you tried the Aeros? So this uh, um, open source, free, uh, cheap alternative, and it's not so popular at the end of all. And yeah, this is very yes. strange. That was the first thing I tried before I even did Morpheus, and. Um, It, uh, I guess the problem with it is that you know it doesn't run on a lot of hardware. I did get it to work in a um, uh, like a, a virtual machine package. Yep. I, I never got very far with it. It uh, uh, probably because I didn't understand how the Amiga worked. Um, it was a lot more you know hands on to try to figure out how to get uh, stuff to run on it. Um, you know, it took me a while to even get the screen resolution right. Um, so it's 
you know, people who, who probably came from Amiga and have played with that can probably get it to work. And, and there's certainly a lot of hard work going into that. Um, and I do know there's a lot of cross uh, work that, uh, you know, people do work on all three platforms. And I think that's also a good thing. You know, the, the more, you know, people put into, you know, any of these, the better. Um, but I, I didn't get very far with, with AROS. It just, um, <laughs> it was just a little bit too, too much for me to figure out, at least at the time I played with it. It's, it's probably improved since the last time I tried that. Mm-hmm. Uh... It's. Uh, I try uh, a lot of Aeros, and this is the Icaros desktop, yeah. This version of because on, I don't have so old PC or something that is right. r- r- running na- natively. So uh, it is okay, but there's a lot of. Uh, it looks like it's not finished for me, yeah. So right. maybe that's why is the problem. It's not so popular because it's. Uh, the enters uh, enter um, step is quite big to to, to, to jump over the, it uh, uh, than I think in in other opera- opera- Amiga operating systems. <laughs> no, <this> right. Is... <laughs> uh, yeah. But and, and mm-hmm. the Icarus one was was actually the best one that I tried. But it's, it's been a little while, and I have tried some of the other. Um, even the classic derivatives like the uh, Vision, uh, was yeah, Ami, Ami Kit or whatever. Uh, Ami Kit, this, yeah. yeah. And, and that guy's done great work too. That's pretty pretty fun to play with. Um, so I have that running on, on my PC. But yeah. uh, you know, it's not, not quite the same as, as uh, firing up the X5000 and using it natively. Yeah, yeah, this is so completely But I think you can, uh, for you, you can um, take some ideas from Ami Kit or Take a take a look under the hood how it's done. For example, directory Opus Five configuration is quite advanced. Dort, there, um, uh, so uh, you can uh, check it and what is setup files, how how everything is connected because this you can take for um, take let's say copy yeah or right uh, so basically some stuff of this but i would like ask you maybe because you you said that you are familiar with windows you work with computers and uh, uh, it's maybe boring but what do you think about our power pc world because this is the um, advantage and disadvantage for us because the problems of uh, odyssey and and drivers and so on is this big Indian uh, uh, issues and so on. Uh, and uh, do you have any things uh, or thoughts about maybe thoughts about Power PC and our life with this platform? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously the challenge with Power PC, and, and I went through it when I first started with the Mac, was the same same issue, and they had a lot more resources to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with the Power PC architecture. It's actually, uh, you know, very powerful and has a lot of lot of pluses um, over even the the x86 um, architecture. And without getting too computer <laughs> computer sciency here on the on this, but um, you know, I think the the challenge these days is that the PowerPC platform, for the most part, has kind of faded out of existence. It's um, you know, there isn't anybody mainstream using it anymore. I mean, um, you know, once Apple stopped using it, um, you had a couple of the you know, Sony and Microsoft were using it for their last generation consoles that kept it going for a while. 
you know, for the same reasons. It actually has a lot of, a lot of powerful uh, functionality and features. But that's they don't do that anymore either. So now you're dealing with uh, specialty hardware. Um, you know, some of the military uses it. There's some special equipment that uses PowerPC. Mm-hmm. So. I know that's the challenge that people like Trevor at Aeon and uh, others have, is that they have to order uh, these these custom chips from, I guess they're going from to Freescale these days. That was the problem with the X1000 is they couldn't get enough of the, the chips cheaply because Apple bought the company that was making them. Yep. Um, you know, Freescale makes PowerPC chips. Uh, you know, that's what's in the X5000. Um, I don't know who, what chip is going to be in the, the Tabor, but um, either way, it's they're expensive. They're um, they're not mainstream. You have to have to get them. So it's a challenge for the hardware makers. It obviously makes it uh, cost prohibitive for the users. It would be great if, um, and in some ways, if they could port all of this to x86. Um, and I know some people will scream at that because of of the uh the whole rivalry between PowerPC and x86 but you know x86 hardware is just more readily available yeah but there's challenges with that you know to truly port amiga os over to PowerPC and then port all of the software over to that is a monumental task especially when you're not dealing with large corporations um i don't see that happening so um there's no limitations in this PowerPC architecture from a, a speed of performance standpoint. So those that are looking to get into next generation Amiga should not be afraid of PowerPC. It's just um, the cost and the difficulties that companies like Aeon have to go through to get the hardware. Um, but it is available. They are obviously able to get uh, parts, and they're all brand new. You know, Freescale still makes these, so. Uh, it's not an issue today. It, it could become an issue in the future if it becomes harder and harder to get PowerPC-based chips. You know, I don't know what will happen to the, the next generation market. So you know, the community needs to figure that out. And obviously, AROS is, uh, is one, one approach to porting uh, some of the, the pieces over. So you know, we, we, we shouldn't, as a community, um, discount any of the operations or attempts to uh you know to to move this move it forward um x86 is is uh, something people need to keep in in mind mm-hmm. okay so maybe the the last <laughs> the last really now now the last um, <laughs> because you say that you are traveling a lot uh, or, or something like, like this you need the laptop at your own and um, It would be nice that when we have the Amiga OS on the um, no, no, notebook or something, uh, but uh, probably you are familiar with Ellis project, but I'm talking about the real PowerPC um, notebook, yeah? Yes, if we had next generation, you know, true Amiga OS 4.1 on a laptop, you know, I would... I would certainly buy one. I think it'd be a lot of fun to take that around with me and use it on the road. Um, want to be fun to show my my coworkers that I'm using a, a, a computer very different from what they have. Um, so I would be totally on board with that. And I know that's been something that the community's wanted for a long time. Uh, I would be interested in an Alice laptop just because you know it gets you close. But obviously, what you're really dealing with there is. Um, 
you know, the, the classic um, flavor uh, mm. really emulated. So you're, you're looking at, uh, you know, versions of Amiga OS uh, 3.1, uh, whether it's the AmiKit uh, enhancement versions or, or the original true classic versions. And then obviously um, it'll run the emulated um, OS 4.1 classic edition as well, which I would imagine it runs about as well as it does on the Windows emulator. So it's probably slow and not very functional. So really what you're looking at with, with Alice is running the old software, which which is fine. Um, I, you know, I would I would probably buy one just for, a, for something to play with. It'd be a toy. But that's not something you could use in, in its you know, true Amiga sense as a, a daily computer. You'd have to, to boot it into Windows, which I know that machine supports. To, to do any real work. Um, and I know it does some tricks with the whole rabbit hole feature and stuff, but um, you know, having a true next generation Amiga laptop would be great, but a uh, power PC uh, causes a lot of limitations uh, mm-hmm. with that. So I don't, I don't know where they're going with that. It was a, it was a problem for Apple. That's why Apple got out of power PC is they couldn't get the right kind of uh, chips for laptops. So I, I imagine it's cost prohibitive and difficult uh, for really a hobby market like uh, like we have with the Amiga to try to build a, a notebook off of a power PC processor these days. Okay, yeah, I think so. This is not so nice, but it's the, the life. <laughs> <laughs> it's the reality we're in, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, exactly. Okay, so uh, at the end of this, um, like every show, uh, you can say something nice to... Uh, our community uh, say thank you. Probably you would like to say thank you to our forums and, and so on. So and then we can say goodbye to everybody. Sure. Um, yeah, I'd really just like to you know thank you for the opportunity to uh, one t- to talk to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was uh, you know one of the like I said one of the ways I got into this in the first place was buying your first book on emulation, which was awesome. Um, Thanks. Yeah, but but definitely thanks to the rest of the people in the community as well. Um, there's been a lot of people that um, you know, Amiga.org uh, are the ones that I hang out with the most just because of, of time. I don't do a lot of board bouncing, but um, people out there have been really really great. Um, and those people know who they are. They they answer all my questions whenever I ask them, and I, I try to participate in the conversations and. Uh, also, people on the IRC uh, chat rooms, um, on the Amiga boards. I, you know, I hang out on there during the day when I'm, you know, in my free time. So that's kind of fun as well. Um, and uh, definitely to uh, Aaron up on uh, at uh, Amiga on the Lake. You know, it's great having a U.S.-based Amiga store that I can buy one buy my computer from and buy. Uh, software and and uh, other products from right here in the United States without having to try to worry about trying to import from Europe which which is fine I do that uh, on my Commodore stuff all the time but it's certainly easier to to ship across the country as opposed to yeah of uh, international it's cheaper <laughs> for one at the the world I think the guy um, did the did, did this this work and and it's great because the a lot of people was saying this is not possible that make no sense amiga and uh, g and not only cl- uh, classic shop is hard and, and amiga ng to open this such a shop 
in US when the community is really small it's not possible but it's uh, if you want uh, looks like it's everything is possible huh? it is and and certainly it's not his day job um and you know those those guys have have a you know real job to go to during the day and i think they have a couple of other companies or at least one other company that they run but you know certainly you can start up these days online you can start up an online store you know they've they've certainly invested a lot of time and, and money and inventory um but it is possible and it's uh you know hopefully they can bring more users Uh, especially U.S. based users into the community. Um, the U.S. has not been a strong Amiga uh, spot really forever. It wasn't mm -hmm. uh, a big. It wasn't as big in the United States as uh, it was in Europe. Um, you can trace that back to probably Commodore's fault, and there's plenty of documentaries on on that uh, out there already. But um, you know, I had friends who had Amigas, so they they were certainly for sale and available here, mm -hmm. but not as popular. So I'm I'm hoping that um, he can grow the Amiga community here in the United States at least a little bit and uh, help contribute worldwide too. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we're all in this together and it's been fun. Yep. And uh, one, one question, oh, the last one, because about this shop, uh, I was thinking, but uh, when I take a look on this story, for example, do you think, because I think like this, Um, in Amiga world, it's, I think it's much more easier to do something or to be, I don't know, known or to produce something impressive because we are quite small and uh, it's easier to be active uh, in, in small market than do something in mainstream that you will be one of the um, thousands of guys that are doing exactly the same thing, yeah? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it's definitely a hobbyist market and it's, um, you know, hobbyists are the ones using this, uh, these machines, you know, you don't buy a, a next generation Amiga because it's, uh, it's cheap or it's mainstream. You do it because you want to. And, and the people that are running businesses, um, you know, even, even Trevor from Aeon, uh, obviously is doing it, uh, because he loves it, uh, not because he's making a lot of money on it. Um, I'm sure the, the guy from, and the, well, the two guys from Amiga on the Lake aren't making any money on it. Um, mm. You know, I'm, I, I think they hope to break even to essentially pay for their hobby um, and maybe make a little bit of money on it, which is great. Uh, and the same thing with the programmers. Uh, you know, there's people who are, um, you know, writing software for this computer, not because they're going to, you know, make a lot of money or, or get rich, but because it's fun. Um, they can contribute and, and be known, like you mentioned, uh, in the community because they there's so few of them. Uh, you're not getting drowned out by a bunch of big uh, big companies. It's truly a fan based uh, market right now, which is which is part of the fun. Um, and if people can make a little bit of money doing it and um, you know see some benefit to their efforts. Uh, that's great. I mean, obviously, you spend a lot of time on your books. Um, you know, that takes time and effort, um, but you do it because you like it. Yep, there's no money. <laughs> At the end of all, the cost of prints and and so on. You can. This is so. When you go on the zero, is is cool. At the end of all, right. But exactly. we are we are doing this for for fun. You have right, yeah. Even this right. podcast is for fun, yeah. Right, and that that stuff all takes uh, time and effort. So. Yeah, you know, I, I know the the community appreciates what you do and what these other companies and people do. Um, it keeps us informed. It keeps uh, the market going. 
uh, and like me, it, it uh, has the potential to bring new users into the, you know, into the hobby and into the the machine, and that's that makes it fun. So, yeah, it's it's fun. I enjoy it. Okay, so now thank you very much for your time. It was pleasure to meet you, and especially that you are new Amiga guy, <laughs> first after I don't know 20 years. So amazing. <laughs> yes, well, no problem. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Bye bye. Take care. Goodbye.
It was AmiCast, podcast for all Amiga users.